Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What up, guys? Welcome to the show. It's Nixner News. Today's June 9th. We have a lot to talk about. Even though E3 didn't happen, there was a lot of gaming news this weekend. We're in the middle of Summer Games Fest. I don't want to waste any time dilly-dallying. Um, quick note, the uh, Nevada Nerd Street Market, the last one, actually, for, for quite some time, uh, will be happening at, at Panels Comic Book Coffee Bar this weekend. In Oceanside on Saturday from 10 to 4. I think panels, unfortunately, they'll be closing at the end of the month. So it is their last one until they can find a new spot. Uh, I'm going to try to be there with the 101 League. I, I think the 101 League is still happening. Um, so let's see what happens that. Um, and then I don't think anything else is going on. Uh, I've been playing some new games. I saw Jurassic World Dominion, so we'll be talking about that today. And, yeah, I'm Nick. It's Nick, your host. I, I think that was obvious, I think, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I never know. Are you sure? I'm not sure. We hope it's me every week, right? <laughs> anyway, let's let's get right into it, shall we? So, last week, uh, before a lot of the festivities, if you will, started to begin... Uh, Xbox had a bit of like a news day in regards to Game Pass and cloud streaming. Uh, a couple of things they announced. Game Pass will be getting demos or the ability for developers to include demos if they like. Uh, and, and developers will get paid for those still. Uh, cloud streaming will be adding the ability to stream games you own even if they're not part of Game Pass. Uh, so that that's a really cool thing for... For gold members and Xbox Live, I think you have to be Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, which is Live and Ultimate, um, Ultimate Game Pass, I should say. Uh, so that that will be pretty cool, um, especially since it doesn't have to be a Game Pass game. Uh, and then if you own one of the newer model Samsung TVs, like the Frame or some one of their new OLEDs or things like that, you will be able to download an app. Uh, to stream it right onto your TV, you won't need uh, you won't need a console or maybe their streaming stick if it ever comes out, things like that. So that's it's pretty epic, if you ask me. Um, and then we also heard from some of the executives in return regards to the Activision uh, acquisition. Um, obviously, it's yet to be fully approved by the the different authorities in in different places. Um, but once it does come, and it does pass, more than likely, uh, they have announced, do not expect uh, them to segment the, the, the uh, what, am I, what am I saying here? Don't expect them to segment the communities in any way. They will fully support existing communities. They don't want to cut them apart. Um, they don't feel like that is going to help anyone or help them even. Um, they, they feel like if a game has an existing community and it's, it's, it's a strong one, they don't want to take that away from their fans or anything like that. So props to them. Uh, I really dig that. That's uh, really awesome and nice of them to consider that um, 
and obviously they'll keep crossplay alive probably on on some of their larger franchises. Uh, but that doesn't mean that new games won't be exclusive. I don't know yet. They announced a couple this weekend. Um, still wasn't clear on if those are coming to other consoles or not. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, the Embracer Group has accepted a $1 billion payout from the Saudi Arabian government, uh, equals to about just over 8% of the company. The CEO claims it was hard to do, and no, it's just about money. It's like all the golfers playing the LIV tournament. You know, kind of fuck them for joining a tournament being run by the Saudis. Um, Saudis are very sketch. The Saudi government is super sketch. MBS is not really someone you should be in league with. Um, obviously, there's some things that can't be avoided, just business-wise, but like, uh, this is kind of scummy. I, I don't know why the Saudi Arabian government is getting so involved in all these different sectors either. I know they're they're trying to plan for an eventuality where they don't have, you know, oil money anymore, but still. It's, uh... You don't want to be in league with a government that, that kills journalists and then openly denies it. Um, let's talk about the first of the showcases, though, right? Let's not talk about any depressing things. Uh, the first showcase that happened this weekend, I think it was on um, Friday? I, I don't remember. Hold on. Sorry, it was Thursday. So it was the VR showcase. Uh, a couple of things were shown off. Quite a few games, um, mostly for the MetaQuest 2 and some other things. The first thing they showed off was the Among Us VR. Um, it seems like it might be a sequel to the original game, and it's set to release later this year. Uh, Broken Edge, a new multiplayer sword fighting game, and that will also release this year on the Quest and other PC VR platforms. You have Discronia, uh, which is a new um, Discronia Kronos alternate. It's a murder and dream type game in anime-type uh, anime world. Uh, Final Fury is a new fighting game that you will be able to play in VR. Uh, Warplanes developer uh, is now making a game called Hella Squad. Uh, it's a uh, VR game where you can fly a helicopter. Hubris is a new underwater combat game. Um, what is this? It's a new first-person shooter game that's underwater. Excuse me. Uh, no word on when it will be out, but they're the same company that made Subnautica. So, you know, there's, there's a good team behind that. Uh, there's Mothership Gun Forge, which is coming to VR. Um, the game originally released in 2018. You have What the Bat, which is a sequel to uh, What the Golf. And you just get to play and mess around with a, a virtual reality bat. Uh, there's Green Hell, which looks like it's a horror game that takes place in a jungle. Uh, and a jaguar might attack you. It is a survival game. There's Zenith Celestial Throne, which is a new VR MMO. I don't know how you would peep that would get sickening for a while. Uh, Twilight Zone. Yes, the Twilight Zone is getting a VR game. 
and it will allow you to fight monsters. <laughs> it's not very Twilight Zone-y. Uh, Liminal Phase as a new horror game, but it's going to have lo-fi music, so that that's fun. Um, Espire 2 gave an update on their new FPS. Uh, Stride also showed off a new trailer for their new game, uh, which is a new free-running game. Um, Pathcraft is a new game inspired by Lemmings. Uh, it's a PC puzzler game that is expected to launch later this year. There's Unplugged Pantera, which is a new DLC pack for the VR game Unplugged. Um, and it's all Pantera songs. <laughs> uh, that's available now. Uh, there's Hellsweeper Quest. And it's a new bloody action game. Um, Ragnarok Hellfest gets a new DLC, which is it's a VR uh, rhythm action game. Um, it, it's tied into the Hellfest Metal Festival in France. That's something I've never heard of. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Metal Fest in France. Uh, Propagation VR got an update. Um, it's a new zombie shooter that is expected to launch this year. Nerf Ultimate Championship gameplay was shown off. That's the new Nerf gun game for VR. Uh, and then we finally got news for uh, Moth, uh, Moss Book 2. Uh, that hit PlayStation VR a couple months ago and will release in July for MetaQuest 2. Uh, Killer Frequency is a new game from Team 17. And it will uh, you get to play as a DJ and you help uh, town escape a killer uh, and the final game they showed off is gambit and um they're they're trying to bill it as payday in vr payday of course being a console fps game uh that was not the first showcase of course for this weekend on thursday afternoon we had the summer games fest um it was this is jeff Kylie's uh, event essentially um some interesting games the Last of Us Remake was announced. And if you're wondering, wait a minute, didn't we already get something like this? Yes, yes we did in The Last of Us Remastered. This is a full remake. Um, yeah. Uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson will be back to voice the characters. Uh, it will feature the original performances, uh, but the animations have been enhanced. Uh, the game will also have a new enemy AI system. Uh, which is based on The Last of Us Part 2. It will have 60 FPS, uh, as well as new combat. Um, the Digital Deluxe Edition is also going to cost $80, and will have early, inlock, uh, early unlocks, which will have the ability for increased crafting, healing, reload upgrades, clip upgrades, and more. There's a Firefly Edition, which is $100, and includes a Steelbook display case, and... All four issues of the Last of Us American Dreams comic. Um, it's just called The Last of Us Part 1. It comes out on PS5 in September. There is a PC version coming. Um, it was leaked by Sony's own direct website. I, I just... it's a they, They're calling it, quote, A total overhaul of the original experience, faithfully reproduced but incorporating modernized gameplay... Improved controls and expanded accessibility options. Plus, feel immersed with improved effects and enhanced exploration and combat. 
unquote. Um, why? Why? Why are we getting another version of this game? I am not really on board with remakes for games that are less than twenty years old. Okay, remasters are different, um, especially if if they're skipping a console or or things like that, a generation. Uh, remakes, though, no. Like, I like the Final Fantasy VII remake makes sense. The game was gonna be is over 20 years old. Um, some other games getting a remake, I, I really think they need to be pushing 20 to, to justify a remake. If you can pop this game into your PlayStation 5 with the original disc, you shouldn't get a remake. Just saying. Just saying. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next game. Um, we also got news about the Last of Us multiplayer game, which is expected sometime in the future um it will be a standalone game it will be as big as other naughty dog games claims naughty dog um it will have a new brand new cast of characters and it will take place in san francisco other than that we don't know much uh guile is confirmed for street fighter 6 along with like active taunts that you can use in the game um, a new Aliens game called Aliens Dark Descent is in the works, and it will put you face-to-face -face with the Xenomorphs. Um, we only got a cinematic trailer, so I don't know when this game will come out. Uh, the Callisto Protocol showed off some new gameplay. Um, that game is still expected to, to launch in December of this year. We got a new game uh, campaign demo for Modern Warfare 2. Um, I, see, this, this kind of goes in the face of what I just said about remakes. I don't count the last Modern Warfare and this one as remakes because they're actual total reboots. Totally different. Um, are reboots less for games that are less than 10 years old or just over 10 years old justified either? Not entirely. I... I don't know how I feel. I don't agree with it, but it was a fucking great game. So, <laughs> I can complain about the idea of it, but I can still enjoy it, I guess. Does that make me a hypocrite? Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, the new the new gameplay trailer, uh, or, or deep dive, however you want to call it, uh, shows um, the, the new updated gameplay mechanics. Um, this one takes place on a sailing boat, and uh, how things are a little bit different than they were in the originals, but we'll know more about this game as we get closer to launch, uh, which is expected in October of this year. Um, Layers of Fear was announced. It's a new psychedelic horror chronicle, quote-unquote, uh, that will be made in Unreal Engine 5, one of the first games to do so, and... I guess it's a, a, a sequel and a remaster of the original game, Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear Inheritance and Layers of Fear 2. So this is, I think, a reboot as well. Um, we got more news on Marvel's Midnight Suns. We finally have a launch day. I know that game was delayed. Uh, it will release this October, and Spider-Man will be a character in the game. Um, October 7th, that game launches. Uh, we got new gameplay trailer for Gotham Knights, this time for, for Nightwing. 
Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge finally has a release date. Uh, Casey Jones will be a player, playable character. It does have a six-player mode. And uh, Raekwon and Ghostface Killa are going to be making music for this game. And the game comes out tomorrow. That's right, you heard me. It comes out tomorrow. So get your classic side-scrolling beat-em-up action in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge starting tomorrow. Saints Row Boss Factory was announced. Uh, this is a new app that will let you create and save up to six character designs uh, that will be able to be used in the full Saints Row game when it releases this August. That's cool. How many games release their character creator early? You don't see that often in games. Uh, Cuphead's long-awaited DLC featuring Miss Chalice, uh, The Delicious Last Course, finally has a release date. June 30th. Uh, it's finally releasing at the end of this month. Uh, indie game Neon White, which is a uh, like a, a card-based shooter, uh, will release tomorrow on PC and Nintendo Switch. Um, uh, Humankind, the, the popular strategy game, uh, will come to consoles and will get new DLC, and that launches on November 4th. Uh, Flashback 2 is a sequel to the original Flashback game that was released in 1992. Uh, this game will release 30 years later in uh, this winter. Um, I guess this is a, a platformer. Um, Witchfire has a new trailer. The game was first announced back in 2017. Uh, we haven't really heard anything on it since then. It's a new first-person shooter game. Uh, and it will have early access soon. Uh, Fort Solace, which is a new sci-fi thriller game, uh, will feature the voice of Troy Baker and Roger Clark, who's known f who was known for voicing uh, Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, also, another horror game, Routine, was announced. Uh, I guess that game was first announced like 10 years ago. Um... I don't know, people are calling it uh, somewhat like Alien Isolation. Uh, former Blizzard developers have announced a new RTS game called Stormgate. Uh, the, the studio's Frost Giant. And it's a post-apocalyptic game. It's a, a RTS. Um, only a, sh a cinematic trailer. And... Ooh, I just want to see what this game will look like. If, it if it's anything like the original Warcrafts or maybe Star... Starcraft. Maybe this is a, a game we should be keeping our eyes on. Um, that will have a beta sometime next year, and it will be free to play when it ultimately releases. How about this? Uh, Goat Simulator 3 was announced. And if you're wondering, wait a minute, there was a Goat Simulator 2, you wouldn't be wrong. There is no Goat Simulator 2. They're going straight to Goat Simulator 3. Um... If you've never played the first one, it's 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 a roaring good time. You get to just play as a goat and fuck shit up, and it's great. I can't wait for this one. Uh, we got new looks at Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Um, also announced was High Water, 
which is a new action-adventure game. Uh, but it's essentially just like Waterworld, where the whole world has been flooded. Uh, One Piece Odyssey showed off a cinematic trailer. Um, not much going on with that. Genshin Impact. Um, showed off new, I guess, add-ons? I don't know what that is. Um, and then... Uh, we got our first look at Nightingale, a new survival game. Uh, and then Metal Hellslinger was, uh, is a new rhythm shooter. I don't know what a rhythm shooter is. Um, System of a Down music will be, will be included, so that's fucking cool. Uh, and then Warframe announced a new open world expansion. Um, and then a new 2.5 indie game, which is a side-scroller as well, called American Arcadia, was announced as well. And that is the Summer Games Fest hosted by Jeff Keighley, Keighley, Jeff Keighley, that happened on Thursday. Uh, then on Friday, we had the Devolver Digital Summer Showcase. Um, they shut off quite a few games, uh, including Angerfoot. A new kicking doors and kicking ass, I guess, beat em up game. Oh, it's a FPS um, that you use, quote, the world's deadliest feat, unquote. I don't know what that means. Uh, Plucky Squire is a new 2D, 3D adventure game released next year. Uh, Cult of the Lamb is a new game based on the Blinding of Isaac. And town management games. Um, you build a demonic cult of animals. <laughs> that game comes out in August. Uh, Skate Story is now being developed by Devolver Digital. Um, that's cool. It arrives next year. It is a... Uh, I guess it's an RPG game. Where uh, you ride a skateboard. And that's it. Devolver only had a few games to show off this year. Um rare for them. They usually show off more. There's no E3 for them to mock. Um, then b between some other ones, we got some other news. Uh, per a leak, God of War Ragnarok may actually be out in November, sooner than... I'm still surprised this game's coming out this year. I have a feeling it will probably get delayed. I'm not gonna lie. We, we haven't seen anything on this game. And I don't... And I mean no trailers, no like developer interviews... Nothing. I really don't think this game is still coming this year. And I get they're trying to maybe keep things under wraps, but there would have been something by now. There really would have been. We've also learned that the Grammy Awards will begin recognizing video game score excellence. So finally, a video game category added to the Grammys. Long overdue. Video game scores are amazing. And then a Duke Nukem movie may be in the works from the team that made the Cobra Kai TV shows. Hail the King, baby. <clears throat> I don't know how that movie will turn out. We know how the Doom movies are. <laughs> um, then, uh, also on Friday, we had another uh, game showcase. This one for Freedom Games. Uh, this was just showing off a lot of indie games. Uh, they showed off Good Heavens, which is a new RPG game. Um, 
There was Nine Years of Shadow, which is expected to release this year. And I don't know. It just says, quote, fight to bring color back to a beautiful handcrafted dark world and accompany the story of Europa, a young warrior and her ghostly childhood companion, Apino, unquote. Uh, announced also announced Humanit Z. It's a top-down open-world zombie survival shooter. Uh, One Lonely Outpost expected this year. It's a new farming sim. Uh, Retreat to Enon also expected this August. Um, what is this? It's a future ga- game set in the future. It looks like it's going to be a survival game. Then we have Symphony of War. Then Nep. Nep- Film Saga, that comes out, that's out now, um, that looks like it's a strategy game, uh, we have Broken Places, also expected this year, Broken Pieces, oh, Broken Pieces, or Places, I'm not sure, I keep seeing different things, this is a French third-person survival horror classic, uh, we have Neon Blight, which comes out next month, uh, it's a bullet hell sh- game. Uh, we have Tyrant's Blessing expected it, this summer. Um, it is a tactical grid turn-based battle game. Uh, Monster Tribe announced that's expected this August. Uh, and this one... <clears throat> I don't know what this one is. All these trailers are online, of course. Uh, we have Against All Odds expected late this year. And what is this one? This is also a survival game. Looks like maybe a battle royale type thing. Uh, then we have monorail stories expected within the next few months. It is a minimalist narrative game focusing on everyday commute stories. Huh. Uh, then there were Sands of Aura, which is available now. And it is an open world souls-like adventure set within a twilight realm. Interesting. Uh, also announced was Terracotta, where you go back to the, the Qin Dynasty of China. Uh, you go to the First Emperor's Tomb. Oh, as one of the loyal Terracotta Warriors. That's cool. It is a puzzle game. Uh, also announced was Voltaire, the Vegan Vampire. It is an action farming roguelite. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, a vegan vampire. How would a vegan vampire survive? Uh, Death Drive, which is expected soon. It is a deck-building open-world survival RPG. Uh, Also announced Mars Base. I guess this is a farming sim. Uh, Blood and Zombies was announced. And first-person wave defense shooter. Uh, And those were all from the Freedom Games Showcase. Uh, then on Saturday, we had the Guerrilla Games Collective Day 1. Uh, they showed off 40 different games. Um, Ugly, which is a new dark puzzle platformer, comes out next year. Rain World Downpour is getting DLC. Um, that was an action pl- platformer from 2017. Industria is getting a console launch. Symphony of War is out now, and that's a Fire Emblem Tactics game. Wasn't that one announced? No, I don't know. Uh, 
Arkanoid Eternal Battle, which is a remake of the original Arkanoid games from like the... Wasn't that on Atari, I think? Um, it will be on PC, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation later this year. Uh, I Was a Teenage Exocolonist, which is a narrative survival card game, Life Sim. That's like eight games in one. Uh, that releases in August. We have Signalis. Uh, it's a survival horror game coming to console uh, and Game Pass as well in October. Time and Frog Island is a platformer, uh, which will release next month for consoles and PC. Witch Strandings is a top-down open-world game. Um, that releases... It's a Strand game. Strand games, of course, are the games created by um, Hideo Kojima, like Death Stranding. That will release on July 7th. Monster Outbreak is a new wave defense game that releases on PC in August. Uh, Gravewood High is getting a multiplayer update. Um, that is a stealth horror game. Boundary, a new tactical shooter uh, that takes place in space, is getting a beta later this summer. Alaloth, Champions of the Four Kingdoms, is getting early access. Uh, it is a CRPG. And it will release on Steam and GOG on June 30th. The Fridge is Red has a demo that is available now. Uh, this is a... What is this? A collection of first-person horror games. Ooh, that's scary. That's not fun. Uh, Alterium Shift is a new retro-style RPG. Um, like old Square games from like the 90s. Um, and that comes out later this year, but that has a demo now. South of the Circle, a new narrative adventure game, uh, is started as a mobile game, but is coming to PC and console later this year. Uh, Ikone Island, an Earthlock adventure, is getting both a beta and early access um, in two days on Friday, and that is a new adventure crafting game. Uh, Contact Killer is getting uh, a Switch port, and that's a new beat-em-up. Uh, the Last Worker is a first-person narrative game, um, which will include the voice of Jason Isaacs. Uh, WrestleQuest, which was announced a few months ago, is a pro-wrestling RPG um, that comes out later this year. Keylocker, a new JRPG that's rhythm and turn-based. Um got a new trailer. Zoetti got a developer walkthrough. Um, that is a roguelike that's played using a deck of cards. Batora Lost Heaven uh, was given a new walkthrough. It's a new hack and slash twin stick shooter. That'd be hard to play. Uh, Asteragos Curse of the Stars, again, was shown, given some developer walkthroughs. Action RPG. Uh, Frogun. Madison. Uh, and From Space all got new gameplay trailers. Daymare 1994 was given a new trailer. Uh, Slope Crashers, Cassette Beasts, and The Cub also given trailers. Uh, the Cub 
is like old Sega platformers. Uh, there was Zell was shown off as a new 3D sci-fi adventure game. Ritmos, an abstract puzzle game. Uh, more stuff on Shredder's Revenge. Scald Against the Black Priori, a new retro-style RPG uh, that's in influenced by Lovecraft. Uh, Nine Years of, Shad of Shadows, a new action platformer. Uh, Greed Venturi. It's another pixelated RPG. Uh, Spells and Secrets, a new roguelike game. River Tales, Stronger Together. A new 3D co-op adventure platformer. Flat Eyes, which is a new story-driven game. I Am Future. Uh, this is a new... Oh, I don't, know. I don't know how you would call that game. You build a, a shelter and create tools. A crafting game, I guess that would be. Uh, Mira, The Legend of the Jinns. It's a Metroidvania-style game. Uh, Garden Inn, which is a new gardening game. XO1. Uh, this is a PlayStation exploration game, uh, which will include haptic feedback on the PS5. Uh, Shashingo, learn Japanese with photography. It's an edutainment game. Ooh, I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, Bats, Bloodsucker, Anti-Terror Squad, which is a... Um, oh, it's going to be released by Limited Run. Uh, that's available now. And then This War of Mine, Final Cut, um, is getting new scenarios, new characters, and new locations. Remastered in 4K for the PS5 and Series X and S. And that is also out now. Um, also, with developer interviews, we learned that Street Fighter VI may actually have cross-play now that it will be on multiple systems. Then, of course, on Sunday morning was the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. Um, a lot of stuff got announced with pretty much everything launching on Game Pass day one or eventually for all of these games. Uh, the first game to show off was Redfall, the new game from Arcane. Um, this time we finally got to see gameplay and it's four-person co-op. Um, it looks sleek. Each character has different abilities and things like that. Um, and I don't know. It looks fun. I don't know if this game's for me. It's very heavily multiplayer focused, but it can still be played single player. Uh, it looks like it needs a little bit more polish and it's probably good that it got delayed. Uh, a new Ho Hollow Knight game was announced. Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, this will be a game one, a day one Game Pass release. Um, interesting. Uh, High on Life, a new Squanch game release. Squanch game being, of course, the game studio uh, made by Justin Roiland. This is a new game from the mind of Justin Roiland. Uh, it will be a, a first-person shooter, and it is expected on Game Pass and Xbox later this fall, as well as PC. Um, you have guns that have, like, personalities, and JB Smoove is voicing one of them. I'm, I'm all in on this game. Uh, Riot Games announced a new partnership with, um, with Xbox, uh, and all of their games are coming to Game Pass. 
PC and console. Um, League of Legends, League of Legends Wild Rift, Valorant, Legends of Runeterra, and Teamfight Tactics. Um, all the agents, cards, and champions will become unlocked for all players when it launches on Game Pass later this fall. So yes, you can hop into League with all of the uh, agents unlocked, or legends, or champions, however you want to call them. That's huge news. A Plague's Tale Requiem gave us a new gameplay trailer. Um, <clears throat> and that releases, I think, next year. We got an extended look at the new Forza Motorsport, which is ditching the numbers. This game is gorgeous. Um, it will have ray tracing, more realistic damage, uh, and a lot of other new things shown off for the tracks in the game. Uh, it looks like they're going to be more dynamic. The weather will be dynamic. It will affect how you race, how the tires work. More fine-tuning, uh, like gas and tires and things like that. So if you turn those features on, you will actively have to hit the pit. God, that game is gorgeous looking. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator showed off uh, some new planes for its 40th, yes, 40th anniversary, uh, including the Pelican from Halo, um, as well as gliders and helicopters being added to the game as well. Overwatch 2 was finally given some proper news. Um, it was a new gameplay trailer. And uh, some of the new looks of some of the characters. Uh, as well as the new champion Junker Queen. Um, it will have early access beginning October 4th. Uh, they didn't say if it was coming to PlayStation or not. And Overwatch 2 will be a free-to-play game. Yes, a free-to-play game. Early access starts October 4th. Aura History Untold, which is a new RTS turn-based strategy game uh, will release day one on PC Game Pass. Uh, no word on an actual release date. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is getting a new expansion uh, called High Isle, which is a location never before featured in any previous Elder Scrolls game, and that releases on June 21st, so next week. Fallout 76 is getting a new expansion in the form of The Pit, Yes, Pittsburgh from Fallout 3. That will launch in September. Forza Horizon 5 showed off its first DLC. And it is a new Hot Wheels expansion. And if you played Forza Horizon 3, you know that that Hot Wheels expansion was one of the greatest things ever added to the Forza franchise. And this looks like it's not going to be any different. And that releases this July. Uh, we got a new trailer for Ark 2, or Ark Survival Evolved. I, I don't know what we're calling this game. This game looks... I don't know what this game is, other than the fact that Vin Diesel is in it. Uh, it will release in 2023. It will be a day one on Game Pass game. Scorn has finally been given a release date. A game heavily inspired by the art of H.R. Geiger. It is a 
graphic game. A lot of shit going on. Um, this game releases October 21st. Will be a day one on Game Pass game. Uh, Flintlock The Siege of Dawn, which is a new game I'm very, very interested in playing. Uh, release in 2023. It will be a day one on Game Pass game. It is a third person RPG. You play this. I don't know if she's a knight or a pirate or something. She carries an axe. Anytime you carry an axe in a game, I'm usually interested. Uh, it looks like there's magic involved. Weapons. It looks to take place in not medieval Europe, but like Renaissance era Europe. Uh, or an alternate version of it. Hence flintlock weapons. Um, I am very, very interested in this game. This game looks very fun. A new... Minecraft spin-off game was announced. I think we talked about this last week, about a rumor of a new Minecraft spin-off. Um, did we talk about it last week? I don't know. But this is going to be called Minecraft Legends. It is an action strategy game. Um, and you'll be leading hordes of enemies and armies. Uh, essentially, you're fighting against the Nether. And of course, it will be Game Pass Day 1. Lightyear Frontier, which is a new first-person, um, is this the first person? Uh, <clears throat> mech exploration and farming game. Yes, yeah, so it's a first-person farming game, but also exploration game. Um, and it releases next spring, and you'll be able to have play with friends or alone, uh, day one on Game Pass. And here's a game I could not be interested in any lesser. Uh, Gunfire Reborn is a shoot 'em up roguelike that releases October, and you play as these little like anime-looking cats and other things. Uh, the Last Case of Benedict Fox was announced. Uh, this is a Metroidvania-style game with a Gothic art style, which I'm always interested in. This is expected in spring of 2023, day one on Game Pass. Uh, got more information about As Dusk Falls, the new narrative game um it will have rotoscoped graphics which are always interesting uh you can play with up to eight friends and it will release on july 19th in game pass as well as available to purchase uh naraka blade point the hit uh game that most of the world plays online it will feature cross play uh, and a new campaign mode is launching on Xbox in just a few days on June 23rd. Obsidian announced their new game called Pentiment. It is a narrative crime story set in the 16th century. It looks like medieval art, the way it, it looks. Um, it is a detective story. And... Oh, wow. It could take up to 25 years? Like, in the game or in real life? I don't think in real life. That'd be impossible. Uh, Obsidian also announced that that uh, Grounded is getting its f f uh, official final release. Uh, it's leaving early access to have the full game, uh, which will launch on July 20th. It will introduce tons of new features. Uh, Erebon Shadow Legacy, a new indie game. Uh, confirmed for day pa Game Pass Day 1. Uh, you play like a ninja-like character who can like turn into shadows. 
and you have to stop this robot takeover of your planet. Uh, Diablo 4 got extended gameplay reveals. I've never been more interested in Diablo than I have been with Diablo 4. This is something I'm actually interested in playing. Uh, it looks pretty much done, but obviously they're going to wait to release it still. Um, it also showed off its new Necromancer class. It will release next year with cross-play and cross-progression across PC, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, and Switch. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's open world as well. I know none of the Diablo games before were open world, so that's fun to see. Uh, sea of Thieves is getting a new update with Season 7. Yes, Season 7. This game went from being hated by everyone to being loved by everyone. Uh, this new update allows you to be a captain, which means you'll be able to buy name, buy and name your ships, as well as customize them and save the builds or loadouts or however you want to say call that. You'll also be able to customize your captain's quarters. Uh, Ravenlock, another new indie game, was announced for next year. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It looks like it takes place in Alice in Wonderland world. I, I don't know. Neverland? No. That's, uh, I don't remember what her universe is called. Uh, that will be a Game Pass Day 1. Uh, Cocoon, a new sci-fi puzzle game from the makers of Limbo and Inside. Uh, this game will come out next year. Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which I thought was a new Ninja Gaiden game, uh, is a new game from Team Ninja, though. Uh, it takes place in the Chinese Three Kingdoms period. I think they showed off their version of Lu Bu. Um, and Dragons. It will be a day one on Game Pass. Yes, a Team Ninja game will be day one on Game Pass when it releases early next year. And in some of the most shocking news, Persona, yeah, you heard that right, Persona is finally coming to Xbox, and it will be on Game Pass. Uh, it will be Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royale. Uh, the only one with a current release date is Persona 5 Royale, which is expected for October 21st. But don't expect Persona on Switch. I guess it's still not coming to Switch. Uh, there was a new announcement from Hideo, Hideo Kojima saying that he is working on some cloud-based game for Xbox. Uh, don't expect this game anytime soon. And Hideo said, quote, This is a game I always wanted to make, unquote. I don't know what that means. And then the last, I, I want to say like 10 minutes of the show they spent on Starfield. Todd Howard came out. We got our first full gameplay. This game looks like it it's not exactly ready. It looks like a typical Bethesda game. Um, but I think those extra months will give it some extra polish. Uh, it will have over a thousand yeah, yeah. A thousand planets to explore. Uh, we got a story trailer. Uh, there will be different factions you can join. It has one of the most robust, quote-unquote, character creators a Bethesda game has ever had. Uh, you'll be able to build your own ship. 
which is awesome. Um, the they're also flyable and will have ship combat, uh, so space dogfighting, and then each cluster of solar systems, at least nine fully explorable planets in each one. That's crazy. Uh, this, of course, is a Xbox exclusive and is expected to launch in early 2023. Uh, then, on Monday, we had the Future of Play, um, I guess, Direct. And this is the third year in a row they've done it. It featured 30 indie games. And it... Uh, oh, that's cool. It had a, a video game orchestra. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon Secret Weapons DLC was announced. Uh, Psychorama is a new... What is this one? Narrative-driven side-scroller. Own Day, which is a new Switch and mobile game. It is a colorful sound-surfing platformer. Uh, Love Shore, which is expected later this October, will be on Steam and Xbox. It's a cyberpunk metropolis that you explore to mingle with robots, gods, and humans. Uh, Spiral, the third-person narrative game, will be coming to Xbox later this year. Uh, the Chromatic Anthology, which is a virtual tarot card reading game. Validate, struggling singles in your area. Oh god, it's a visual novel dating sim. I don't understand why all these Japanese developers make dating sims. Uh, Railbound, a new train puzzle game that comes out in September. Uh, Hill Agency Purity Decay is a detective mystery game. It releases in October. Kirk Serve Forever is a sequel to the game Cook Serve Delicious. I guess that's a cooking game. Uh, Creature Keeper, a new top-down pixel art monster farming RPG, was announced. Carabet, uh, Persona Theory Games ha is developing this game. Um, I don't, you don't say what type of game it is. Uh, Malice and Greed was given new gameplay. A new turn-based RPG. Uh, Rocket Rumble was shown off its new third-party combat racing game. Uh, the Wandering Village got a new trailer, which is a new survival RPG. And uh, Lab Rat will now be released in late 2022. Uh, that is a puzzle game. Uh, Calico, which is a cat cafe building game. Oh, God. That's just... <clears throat> that's just not, not cool. Uh, they showed off trailers for a lot of other games as well, um, most of which just got a small tease. Then we had the Capcom Showcase on Monday, and not a whole lot going on with that one. Uh, we did finally learn that Resident Evil 4 is getting a remake, and I think a lot of people consider RE4 to be the best one, and we'll learn more about that. Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village is getting new story expansion. Which will also include uh, expansions for their mercenaries mode. Which will allow you to play as Lady 
Dimitrescu. Uh, Resident Evil Village is also getting a third-person mode. And then Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and Resident Evil 7 are all getting free next-gen upgrades, unless you own the PS Now version. Uh, Resident Evil Reverse will officially release this October. Uh, that multiplayer game that was supposed to launch with Resident Evil 8. Uh, that is a six-player PvP deathmatch game. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Expansion uh, will be getting a demo before the game release, before the update releases in August. Um, oh no, Sunbreak releases at the end of the month. Excuse me. Uh, Exo Primal, we got some new news on. Uh, that is that new game where you fight like dinosaurs pouring out of the sky in mechs. Um, it is a co-op dinosaur murder action game and it will have a closed network test before the end of the year and it will feature pvpve gameplay um has nothing to do with dino crisis per capcom that releases sometime next year for playstation 5 for xbox series x s and one and pc uh and then some more news on Street Fighter VI this year, at least. Uh, and Dragon's Dogma will get a 10th anniversary event. But that's about it that we know about that. Then we also had Guerrilla Collective Day 2 on Monday. Um, and it showed off some more games. Uh, Nivalis, a new... What is this? Cyberpunk set game... I don't know what that is. Uh, Coral Island will launch in early access this October. It's a Stardew Animal Crossing type game. Uh, Bywar Legends of Dragon Slayer will get a new beta. And, uh... Oh, it's like God of War. Okay, that's cool. Lords of Ravage, a new... What is this? Pixel art game? Oh, you're the final... You're a boss from a dungeon. That's cool. Uh, Necrosmith will release in July. It is a necromancer simulator. Ugh, gross. Above Snakes, a western-inspired base builder. Uh, that's isometric. Um, I don't see anything about those. There's like 40 games they announced on that one. We'll skip that one. That's a lot. We've been talking about games for an hour. Uh, Fall Guys, so then Xbox and Bethesda has had an extended showcase on Tuesday. Just a few minor things were announced there. Uh, Fall Guys is getting Halo content when it launches on Xbox, and they recreated the amazing Halo 3 advert, Believe, but in Fall Guys. You should definitely watch that online. Uh, Valheim is coming to Game Pass and Xbox. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game will... Also becoming the Game Pass. Uh, and then Todd Howard was being interviewed. He did confirm that Elder Scrolls 6 is now in early development. And Fallout 5 will be released sometime after Elder Scrolls 6. So probably not for like a decade. <laughs> um, and then Microsoft also announced that they will be taking a neutral approach to any future unions that Activision Blizzard employees want to form. Um, which 
they're one of the few tech companies that isn't trying to actively disrupt unionization, which I sometimes I'm pro-union and sometimes I'm not. And I'm not going to go into that whole conversation. That's for another day uh, and a different type of podcast, not this one. But they have, Microsoft has announced they will be entering a labor neutrality agreement. Uh, and it will take effect at least 60 days after the acquisition is finalized. Um, which should happen before June of next year. Uh, this agreement states that, quote, Microsoft will take a neutral approach when employees express interest in unionizing and will permit them to communicate with their colleagues and union representatives about unionization in a way that encourages information sharing and avoids business disruptions, unquote. Um, it also says that, quote, an innovative technology-supported and streamlined process for choosing whether to join a union, unquote, will be available. Uh, and then it also says, quote, this agreement provides a pathway for Activision Blizzard workers to exercise their democratic rights to organize and collectively bargain after the close of the Microsoft acquisition and establishes a high-road framework for employees in the games industry. The agreement addresses CWA's previous concerns regarding the acquisition and as a result, we support its approval and look forward to working collaboratively with Microsoft after this deal closes, unquote. Um, oh, that's cool. They want to work together on more stuff. Uh, what is CWA? I think that's the Workers Alliance or something that was formed from Raven. Um. Uh, no, no, the Communication Workers of America. Oh, that that's a major union. Look at them supporting an acquisition. That's rare. Uh, that's it for gaming news this week, actually. So, look at that, an hour on gaming. I know we didn't really deep dive into anything. There's a lot of stuff online you guys can watch. I'm very hyped for Starfield. Very hyped for Diablo 4, surprisingly. Uh, high on life, I'm getting 1,000%. And then the Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels expansion. You know I'm going to be playing that shit when it launches next month. Um, let's just talk about TV just a little bit more. Uh, Netflix continued its Geeked Week uh, after uh, we recorded last week. They had a few more days. They announced a few more shows. Uh, Castlevania Noc Nocturne. Uh, so more Castlevania. Dragon Age Absolution, a new anime show based on the Dragon Age video game. Uh, Sonic Prime, of course, we talked a little bit about that last week. The Cuphead Show is getting a season two. We got more scenes from Tekken Bloodline, the new anime based on Tekken. Um, also, Dota Dragon's Blood season three got a trailer. Uh, and then also games based on Netflix properties were announced, as well as new games being added to Netflix gaming. Um, but we're getting a Queen's Gambit game, which looks beautiful. Uh, Le Casa de Papel, a new game based on Money Heist. Shadow and Bone is getting a game, as well as Too Hot to Handle. Um, Shadow and Bone Destinies is a new single-player narrative RPG. Uh, the Queen's Gambit Chess, it's just a, a chess game. Um... And more. Uh, the La Casa de Papel, the game based on Money Heist, is a uh, cell shaded adventure game. 
And then Too Hot to Handle is getting a game next year. Uh, looks like it's just a dating sim. Um, where you can meet sexy singles vying for their affection. Huh. That's funny. <clears throat> so we're not really, we weren't really done talking about gaming, but that, that was more a TV thing. Uh, the Last of Us show received some images as our first look at Pedro Pascal as, what's his name? Joel? Neil? I don't know. Uh, the Boys was renewed for season four. Hell yeah. Uh, Squid Game is getting a reality show on Netflix along with the announcement again that Squid Game Season 2 is coming. Uh, HBO Max purchased the rights to a new Aztec-style Batman show. Uh, it's called... Uh, it's called... Uh, Batman Azteca Choque de Imperios. Or Aztec Batman Clash of Empires. Uh, this is per variety. It is going to be a Spanish language animated film. Um, taking place during the time of the Aztec Empire. And it will follow, quote, Young Aztec boy, Yohuali Coatl, as he trains with his mentor, Akatzin, developing equipment and weaponry in the temple of Zinakan, the Bat God. Unquote, which I'm pretty sure he's featured in the Dark Knight's Metal um, story. Um, let me see. This will focus on Yohuali going after the Spanish conquistadors who killed his family. Obviously, it's always based on someone killing someone's family. Um, no trailer or release date yet. Uh, Juan Meza Leon, who directed Harley Quinn, will direct the feature. Um, it will be produced entirely in Mexico and showcase local talent. Alejandro Diaz Barriga um, is working with the team. He is an expert on Mesoamerican studies and ethnic history of Mexico and Andean region. And that's cool. I'm excited to see that. And just watch subtitles. Um, and then I wanted to talk about Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel. Obi-Wan had its best episode of the season. Hands down. I don't know what the finale is yet. So I, I, it could be better. But this episode featured a lot more Vader. It featured a flashback to pre-clone the Attack of the Clones. So mullet Obi-Wan and Padawan Anakin. And that, that flashback was interwoven into the story to kind of explain the modern story they're telling, the clash between Anakin and Obi-Wan, uh, but as well as Obi-Wan training Anakin and, and, and how that plays into things. We got a major reveal with Reva, the third sister, um, but obviously everyone's been thinking that. There was an epic Vader fight that didn't involve Obi-Wan, that was fucking cool to see. We got to see OP Vader literally rip a transport out of the sky, which was fucking great. Uh, we got to see the new Purge Troopers up close. Remember, this takes place five years after uh, Jedi Fallen Order, so the Purge Troopers do look a tiny bit different. And some other... Uh, what, what else? Just really fun stuff. Not so much Leia in this episode, and that's okay. She doesn't have to be the focus in every episode. 
Uh, but just the story with Obi-Wan, with Reva, and then the flashback scenes with, with Hayden Christensen were just, oh God, chef's kiss. This episode was amazing. It was amazing, and I love it. I love it so much. And then Miss Marvel Episode 2 really changed my opinion on this show. I know it's hard to make an opinion after two episodes, but but I'm really digging it. I, I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see where this show goes. Um, I'm all in now. Literally after two episodes, I'm all in. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, Jason Reitman announced that Ghostbusters Afterlife will be getting a sequel. And they will be going back to New York City and the Firehouse. Uh, looks like Marvel's Thunderbolts is going to be happening and might have a director attached already. A little surprise there. Especially with uh, Thunderbolt Ross not being around anymore as William Hurt died. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is returning to theaters this September as Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. They didn't say what's going to be in it, but it's going to be featuring new footage. That releases on September 2nd. Knives Out 2 as an official title, Glass Onion. I don't know what that means either. Uh, or Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. That's cool. Uh, Justin Lin leaves, you know, Fast and Furious to now direct a live-action One Punch Man movie. That would be cool. That would be really cool, actually. I wonder if it will work as a movie, though. Paddington 3 is official. It will have a new director, and it will be called Paddington in Peru. Uh, then we got new rumors about Joker 2, which, still, I don't understand why this is being made. Um, but the Joker 2 will allegedly be a musical, and apparently Harley Quinn is going to be fe featured in the movie, and will be played by Lady Gaga, or Lady Gaga, whichever is your preferred vernacular. I don't, uh, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Taika Waititi has also uh, spoken about his Star Wars film. And it will aim to focus, per him, on new characters. He was being interviewed by Total Film and he said, quote, I think for the Star Wars universe to expand, it has to expand. I don't think that I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, oh great, well that's the blueprints of the Millennium Falcon... That's Chewbacca's grandmother. Oh, I can totally see him saying that. That's Chewbacca's grandmother. Uh, that, all that all stands alone. That's great. Though I would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world. Otherwise, it feels like it's a very small story. Unquote. This is the next Star Wars movie and is expected late 2023. Um... I'm all in for it. I don't care. It's Taika. I'll literally watch anything Taika does. Uh, and then before I talk about the Jurassic World Dominion, uh, I just want to talk about Funko for a second. Funko has bought Mondo. And you're probably like, what the fuck is Nick talking about? Um, Funko Inc. has acquired Mondo, which is a uh, exclusive uh, retailer of like collectibles and stuff. From Alamo Draft House. I didn't know Alamo Draft House owned them. 
Um, obviously, most people know the Funko Pops. Um, but Mondo makes a lot of collectibles. Like this year, they're releasing one of the Wolverine meme. Um, where Wolverine's laying in a bed looking at a photo of, of Jean Grey. <laughs> um, I think that's a Comic-Con exclusive. I don't know if that's this year or next year. They're going to have awesome Wolverine figurine exclusives. Um, and posters and things like that. So Mondo does a lot of cool stuff. Um, I think Funko is the right people to run this. Because I, I think Alamo Drafthouse was... I don't think they were able to keep up with everything. Mondo also does a lot of vinyl releases for, for like, different soundtracks. Um, like, they did the Halo Infinite soundtrack, which, if you ask me, that's pretty cool to get it on vinyl. I don't have a record player. Otherwise, you know, maybe I'd partake in these types of things, but <laughs> I don't need more shit. Um... So let, let's talk about Jurassic World Dominion, shall we, here at the end of the show. Um, I liked the movie. Uh, it's, it's definitely not as bad as critics will have you thinking. Um, it did win the weekend. It made more money than Top Gun Maverick did. Uh, it made like 156 or $160 million. Uh, It's got a huge disparity on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 30% with critics and 78-79 with, with users, which interesting um for sure Ooh, light years getting really good uh anyway um I, I would say it's a solid seven and and that's because it's a fun movie and i wasn't disappointed it just it felt like i was watching two different movies and they have this weird tonal shift in the middle of the movie that just like changes out of nowhere. Uh, a lot of the complaints I've, I've seen online are totally justified in like they're calling it a like a Fast and Furious movie and it just turning into like a, a generic action movie. Um, I think Best in Slot said that. He's a big Jurassic Park content creator online. Uh, it, it's funny seeing the con Jurassic Park content creators, some liking it, some hating it. Um, like Clayton Fioriti didn't really like the movie, but that's okay. That That's... That's totally... He has reasons for not liking it, and they're justified. Um, I I just... Like, the first half is... It's weirdly paced. Um, almost like a rush. Like, The Rise of Skywalker reminded me. Um, but it, it's like this weird action-adventure movie. And that's not really what Jurassic Park always was. Um, and they're, they're, like, jumping around to different locales and different villains and... And things like that. Um, but then when it kind of shifts from there, the, 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 the kind of end is when, when they finish in Malta. And that's when it transitions to like a Jurassic Park movie. Like a classic Jurassic Park movie. Um, and I, I liked everything from then on out. And the way the old cast is woven in actually works very well. Uh, the way they meet... The new cast, while a little bit contrived, makes sense. Um, I love Ian Malcolm, even though he still doesn't have a lot of screen time. Uh, Alan Grant, really, really great in this film and his role. Obviously, I'm saying the characters' names and not the actors' names. Um, 
I do agree with Clayton Fioriti in, in terms of how maybe editing was a little wrong and the story they're telling with like these locusts from Biosyn. Um, I have seen also, though, a lot of good ways in this movie felt a lot like a Michael Crichton movie, like a Michael Crichton book. And that's a good thing because obviously he hasn't been involved since The Lost World. Um, but it, it's the, the whole story with the locusts, very Michael Crichton-y and it, it's interesting. The redemption story we get for different characters and how different things play out and some of the returning characters and how those play out. Um, the dinosaurs are gorgeous and including the Giganotosaurus, including the Therizinosaurus. Uh, my my issues, though, are, yes, pacing is weird. Editing is a little disjointed, especially for a movie of this caliber. Um, the fight scene at the end, which is apparently now just always going to happen in, in Jurassic movies, um, they kind of hide their shady CGI behind nighttime, which doesn't make sense. They've had all this extra time to work on the movie, and that's where some of the criticism was was thrown at at uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters 4 as well. And I, I, it was still fun, though. I still had a lot of fun. Uh, Lewis Dodson, obviously, has been reworked from what he was in the, in the first film. Dodson, we've got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. Um, but I do like that he is actually a very, very good villain um and he plays the character well um i like his his storyline um he's almost like a tech bro villain and that that's really cool um and their story with biosyn is actually really fun um so i i dig that i dig that part of the story and i dig how the, the dinosaurs are explained and how they fit in because it makes sense in how they fit in. Um, it, it, it actually works. Um, where there, there's a lot of shout shout outs and callbacks to the original movie and like re done in the movie. And that I was kind of like rolling my eyes out at and a little bit of groaning. Um, I know I'm not probably not the only one that did that, um, they always do that in, in a lot of these types of movies. Um, and I, I think it opens the door for a potential sequel. I don't know how, uh, obviously it's not going to include any of the old cast or the new cast, but that, that is okay. Um, that's not necessary for, um, for the, the franchise to continue, but overall though, like I said, it, it's, uh, it, 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 it's like a solid seven because it is a good movie, but it felt like two different movies in one. And that's my issue. It's like Jurassic Park doesn't need to be one of these big flashy action movies with, with fight scenes between humans um, and, and, and things like that. It just If you stick to the Jurassic formula, you'll do fine. Um... It, like I said, there's parts of this movie that work really well and are very good. And there's parts of this movie that I'm just like, this is in a Jurassic movie? 
So it, it it's interesting. Uh, but the ending is a little contrived, though, and just how things get wrapped up very easily. And obviously they do that in a lot of Jurassic films. Um, the team-ups were great between the old and new cast. They had Grant go with, with Owen, obviously. They had Claire go with, with Ellie, obviously. Uh, but then they go and do things that they did, like, in the original. Um, like Claire and, and Ellie go to do stuff with power. Oh. Uh, Ian stays in the main base and uses his radio with Ramsey, the new character they added for this film, uh, who I very much like, by the way. Uh, he's a great addition to the, the, the franchise as well. Um, and Dr. Wu is not overused in this film, and I actually like his story in this movie. Um, it, it, it may be a little bit too much speed, when it comes to character growth, and maybe we, we missed a couple of steps. Maybe those are in Camp Cretaceous, I'm not sure. But overall, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Again, I, I, I'm leaving a theater with a smile on my face. I'm not leaving dis, disappointed or, or unhappy or mad. And that's all that matters. Um, and they've already announced a six-movie collection for Jurassic. Uh, there's two versions available. Funny, funny how that works obviously this movie's been delayed several times so that's been planned for quite a while but a solid seven for sure uh that is it for nixner news today thank you guys for sticking in for this long one i know we spent more time talking about video games than than anything else um but that's okay that's okay uh other than that i will uh we'll be back next week obviously. Um, thank you guys for listening. Always check out nixnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify page, our Google Podcast page, our Apple Podcast page, Amazon Music page, our iHeartRadio page. We're on all the big ones. Just search Nixner News. Also, while you're there, check out our social media tab where you can find links and our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feed all in one place. Or, if you prefer, just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice. We're on the major ones there as well. Uh, with that, thank you guys for listening. I will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>